Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I'm talking to creative people all the time, and this week I am talking to the men behind a new web series called The New 30. Uh, it's Walt Bost and John Sobrak. Uh, John Sobrak is a filmmaker I met on the Outfest circuit, and we've been friends for a number of years. And Walt is his collaborator on this cool project, which they'll tell you all about when we start talking. Um, first, a little business. Um, I want to thank Don Wells for uh, donating to my little uh, virtual tip jar. It helps me keep the podcast free. And I just want to clarify, it's D-O-N, not D-A-W-N, like the Gilligan's Island, Marianne. Um, I wasn't that lucky. No offense, Don. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with any Don Wells I can get, frankly. But thank you. If you guys want to uh, do that or a lot of other things, you can check out DennisAnyone.net. That's where all the podcasts are archived and there's pictures that go with them. And you can subscribe to my newsletter and you can donate to my virtual tip jar. Lots of fun stuff at DennisAnyone.net. I'd also love it if you followed me on Twitter, at Hensley Dennis. And uh, liking the Dennis Anyone Facebook page is great, and uh, if you like to write a review on iTunes, that always helps. Anything that helps build the podcast, keep it going, get new people into it, um, I really appreciate it. All right, without any further ado, here is, or are, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, John Sobrek and Walt Bost. All right, we're making Dennis Anyone History, because this is the first time I've recorded a podcast in beautiful Sun Valley, California. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's even more north than where I live in North Hollywood. And my guests today are Walt Bost and my pal John Sobrak. They're the creators of a new web series called The New 40. The New 30. The New 30. <laughs> it's about 40. I'm, I'm, 40 is the I'm new past 30. 40, so I'm, I'm already projecting... And feeling inferior. It's whatever. That's the spin. You, I, you made me feel old. Is the point? <laughs> whatever age you are, that's the new thirty. It's the new thirty. It's exactly. the new thirty. It's the uh, the age that it happens. I've seen the first episode, and it's so good. Thank it's you. Uh, a group of gay friends, and there's a straight couple in there as well. Um, one guy is is turning forty and not mm -hmm. happy about it. Um, and you sort of get a feeling for their relationships. And I was very moved by it because it's a guy that I won't say exactly what happens, but he feels like he's starting over at 40. And I feel, I feel like that a lot, you know, because yeah. it's like career and relationships and, and you've got to be able to do that. I think it used to be like you'd have your job for the rest of your life or whatever. You, I think yeah. we all got to make peace with that feeling is my point. So, um, first of all, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And say you say who you are so that people will recognize your voice. All right. This is John Sobrak. That's what this John Sobrak voice. sounds like. And I'm making it lower right now. I know, right? Go a little bit higher. Exactly. 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 Okay. This is Walt Boss. All right. So that's so who people sound like. A little different. <laughs> so first of all, how did you two meet? How did you guys connect? Because you're uh, creative partners on this project. Yeah. We originally. Well, I'll let you tell a story since it's kind of through. Well, what, what I remember because right. my memory is so great. Um, Were you hammered? Is that, that the point? No. <laughs> no, I used to be in a bowling league, like a gay bowling league. That's and, so great. And um, John's husband, Quincy, now yes. husband, came to be a part of the team that I was on. Okay. And so and then through so I knew Quincy first. Right. And we were bowled together, it was a you know, four of us bowling for a while. Are you a, a curveball show off? Curveball from the side bowler? Or are you like a I'm gonna just go straight down the middle? I'm a curve 
Oh, yeah, with little, that full show off. And, yes, yes, I like it. It's I do a little have bit... my own bowling ball. And, yes, yes. I, I can bowl. I let's Quincy. I blame I can my bowl. father though. Cause I he... I like to bowl. I can yeah. bowl. Me too. Yeah, it's yes. really fun. It is. It's yes. good. Do you still bowl? I haven't bowled in a long time. Yeah, I did it for about four or five years straight. That's every cool. Tuesday. Yeah. So after that, I was a little burnt out. Yeah, I can see that. Where was the bowling league at? Pins? Uh, first, it was at... Well, the second one was at Pins. The first right. one was in um, in here in Burbank at... Um, Pickwick. Pickwick. Right on. Um, and then, uh, a crazy story, I used to bowl with Kevin Hart before he blew up. Wow. Yeah, he was a part of the league. I mean, just happened to be in there, but... So was he part of the gay bowling league? He was in there, but I it was that that I think that league was a little bit more mixed. Right. So it wasn't um, full so on. Gay. It wasn't full on gay because I there's that is the biggest scoop in the world. Definitely not. That gay. Kevin Hart was well, a member of a semi gay. Yeah, it was it was a bowling mixed, league. It was a mixed team. I would say like when we moved to Pins, that was the definitely gay one. They gay but they weeded everybody out. And in fact, this one there may, was like a cock on the way in. <laughs> it may have and not if even. You didn't do anything to it. You were out. It may have not even been like. Called gay or anything, but there were there were lots. What of was Kevin Hart like? He was really super nice and funny as hell. I'm sure he was a riot. How was his bowling? It was not bad. Yeah, curveball. And, and it was yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, but but he was he was just a riot and super nice and down to earth and you know so that's cool. It's good for him. All right. That. Did yeah. you know that? See, I we're, did not know we've that. already got a, we've already <laughs> we've already broke the internet with the revelation about Kevin Hart. Wow. So you guys met through Quincy in the bowling league and then right. when did and you then, sort of yeah. start talking about developing a project together? I was like 2 years ago. Yeah, it was about 2 years ago and I approached John cuz I had this idea um, you know for a web series that I wanted to do a, a, a kind of a you know a concept that I wanted to do and I just really wanted um, I, for one reason, I, I knew John. I knew John's films that he had done, and um, uh, you know, I really respected John's talent. And I felt that John had has certain abilities that I don't as a filmmaker. And I knew the audience I wanted to reach. Like I needed help in that in that area because my films are kind of are, are certain kind of thing. And I felt John had some skills that I didn't. And um, and so and I also I thought, well, it'd be great to have somebody to help me so I don't have to do everything myself. Right, I so get So I approached it. John with the idea and pitched him on the idea to see if he was interested, and he liked the idea, and so we went from there, and we just developed it together from there. Well, I met John at Outfest the year that we both had shorts there. You had Boy Crazy, yeah. and I had Rub Down, I think. Or Reunion. Re- re- reunion, yes, because yeah. then we... And then we ended up doing the festival circuit together. We went to the Frez. Mm-hmm. Fresno. Fresno. And that was so fun. And then we right. went to San Diego and different things. Like that. And we've been friends ever since then. But um, I know John's aesthetic as a filmmaker, and especially in terms of telling sort of contemporary gay stories. And this very much felt like of a piece with what you do so well, which is really well-observed contemporary gay lives that are rich. They're not... They're not all about sex, but they're sexy, and they're just, they're real. And I, from the first few frames of this, I felt like, yes, this is your thing that you do so well. So that's probably kind of one of the reasons you wanted to bring him in, is that, that he well, knows this this sensibility. He does, and he has a good, like, because we've been some to similar film festivals, and we've had both had films and film festivals, and... and um, you know, my, I, I mean, I love drama and I love comedy, but I also love horror. So my stuff tends to be a little darker. And John's films, I think, really appeal to right. gay audiences, you know, kind of more than mine do. Right. Because um, mine are just kind of a little offbeat. So I thought just merging 
the two together could kind of achieve what I had imagined. I like um, that. So these characters are going to get killed off one by one. There's no horror. There's no horror. Like a garage door closing. <laughs> no horror. It's dramedy. But we just, I just wanted to make it as real as possible. I know John has a really good feel for that. Yeah. And, um, and that was my goal, to just really create characters that you could identify yeah. with. And that, you know, it just felt real. And it's not the usual kind of thing that you see mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Why don't you both talk about why the theme of, of sort of the new 30... You know, sort of that that forty year old thing becoming a sort of turning point for people, and how mm-hmm. that resonated with you, and why you were drawn to write about it. Well, I think partly just because of our age, being like I'm forty six, and wanting to have something that uh, resonated with me, I guess. Uh, so I guess I was more myself. You just want, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted something for myself. Something that you would go um, see. Yeah, so what I was thinking, when he brought up the idea for a web series, it was more of, um, I, the stuff that was out there was seeming like it was more appealing to 20-somethings or or completely solely fixated sort of on sex, which, you know, which is awesome, and I want to watch that. And, right. Um, the opening of your, your piece is very sexy. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we want sexy elements because I, uh, there's a lot of sexiness still happening. Right. Being 40-something. And that hooks you in. Right, yeah. of course. But, but yeah, just wanting, wanting a little more thickness, I guess, to a story and, and just bringing in elements of stuff that we're dealing with in our daily lives. And, right. And dealing with getting older and perceptions of younger people when you are older and, and especially in the gay community, it seems very youth-focused. And um, so, it, yeah, just the intention of wanting to bring out attention of that and, and, um, and play around with that. I love it. Yeah. What about for you, Walt? Um, for me, I just, I, I was kind of basing everything on people I know and friends that I know and what they're going through. And it just seemed like everybody, you know, and I'm, I'll be 44 next month. Right. And I just, first of all, both of you are very brave for revealing your age on the podcast. (laughs) I know. Uh, um, (laughs) You know, we can have it. I'm at 24. Yeah. 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 uh, Um, but I just felt like, um, I, everybody is living like this really different life. All my friends are in different, you know, they're in just completely different, on their own kind of planets of what's going on with them. And I just felt like it's so different from me. And I was like, I never see the stuff that I experienced that my friends experienced. I never really see that in, in stuff on the web or, yeah. or in stories that are told. And, um, and like John said, I mean, most stuff is con- most gay stuff is concentrated on 20 somethings, you know, um, or, or like it's transparent or something yeah. out, a little out of the box. And just felt like there's so many things going on with, guys in their 40s, you know, especially gay guys in their 40s that, um, I like, we just don't see that. We don't see those stories told. And, and, um, cause I think when you hit your 40s, 50s, you're supposed to have it figured out. Right. You're supposed to be set in a career. You're supposed to have the people around you or the pets or the kids or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to, you know, groove it, groove it out till yeah. retirement yeah. and hopefully and, be covered. Well, guess what? I can't tick a single one of those fucking boxes, and I'm freaking out about it. And so uh, your web series speaks to me. So, yeah, I get it. Now, talk about your actors. You have a very appealing cast, very good actors, sexy, and a lot of diversity, which is kind of a trademark of John's I've seen, but it never makes a, a deal of itself. It's never like, there's never, nobody ever 
announces it or anything. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's important to you? It is, and we talked about that going in. But I, yeah, I don't want to be stuck to just like an all white cast or right. just all of anything. First uh, of all, the rap parties are so lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and I, I honestly, it's like. I guess I want to work with actors that I'm attracted to too. Right. Like, not that I, not that Doesn't it's going to turn into anything, but it's it's just more fun and yeah. exciting too. And do you I, fall in love with your actors? Oh, totally. I yeah. do. I have done that before with short films, and have talked about it on this podcast and embarrassed myself. <laughs> but I, you do in a way. It's oh, yeah. really, you know, do, do uh, yeah. It's a thing, yeah. especially when you're editing them. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I find that can go spot. the other way, though, too. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> that guy couldn't hit a mark to save his life. <laughs> or you can you find the little ticks. Yeah. Then. yeah. You're like, yeah. That, then that's all you focus yeah. on. Yeah. Nothing can kill a boner faster than a blown line. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you do, you, do you do a little bit? I, I do, yeah. Um, so the diversity is important, and we, we talked about that. We actually... Um, I, I'm very happy with the cast and everything, but we've, we're expecting even like further diversity. Um, I love how good they were. They were good. How how um, intense was your casting process? Process? Did you put a thing on Actors Access and people submitted and came in and you found your people? It wasn't like, oh my god, we can't find this actor to play this part. Well, I have a a good friend, um, Emsada Nia is her name, and she's uh, she works for another casting agent, but she also casts things herself as a casting director. Nice. And I've known her for years, and she's she cast my other short that I did, The Hike, and. Um, so she basically we hired her right and so she did kind of the first rounds of of getting the group of people that she thought we would like and then we went in we had a weekend of auditions and callbacks and um, and then we kind of went from there but so it was an intense process and we really looked and it's it was really challenging to find really good actors to play these parts that were in you know, interested in it because obviously it's a low budget kind of thing and right. it's a web series. You know, people, the great, great actors who are always constantly busy yeah. and that you know on TV. Paul Giamatti gonna, is apparently too good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're so, not going to jump around exactly. and see, like, oh, that's something I want to do. So yeah. it was a search to try to find, you know, the right actor who would who would commit and, and be in it, um, gay or straight, you know. Right. Um, just, and that they found it interesting and they were interesting characters for them. And, you know, is you know we have to make sure. Okay, yes, they got to be somewhat appealing, you know, in some form of fashion. But it, but it was an intense weekend of, you know, the auditions and callbacks. But it was really fun. It, it I was liked auditioning my actors when I had short films. Yeah. I liked I that process. Film. Yeah, I think I find it interesting. And sometimes somebody just walks in and they're the person. Yeah. And then you're thinking, please read good. <laughs> yes. Because they there's something about their. Just what they look like and how they are, and you're like, you're the guy. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad for my actor friends because sometimes, I think actors beat themselves up for something they didn't do in an audition, or if I just said it this way, or if I'd done that, and I'm like, no, it feels like you're either the person or you're not the person. Yeah, I mean, not always, but I would, if I, I don't know, I would tell my actor friends, don't beat yourself up too much. Do the best you can right. and let it go because sometimes it's yeah. You just, I mean, we there were several roles that we got down to like two, two yeah. people, and and it was really hard to decide. And yeah. you know, and one guy's going to be totally happy, and the other guy's going to be you know not happy at all. And and it was just kind of like we, it was just really hard to decide some. So you never know what the reason is why you get cast or not get cast. But did you know any of them in advance, or were they all people that came in? 
that we, I, I yeah. did not. I knew one guy that we ended up casting um, is a, as a friend of mine who's an actor, and I've worked with him for yeah. many years. Um, Which guy? Which character? Uh, uh, he plays Preston. Um, okay. Um, his name is David David Heckel. The blondish guy with um, the glasses? No, he's more like the beefier guy. He's the trainer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he... Um, has a big moment. Yes, he does have pilot. a big, a big yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, All so right. I've known him, but and I thought, and 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 saw our casting director was like, why don't we bring in David? You know, I think he'd be really good. And I had never really thought that. Like, I it was kind of like, well, okay, you know. And so he came in, you know, and just auditioned like everyone else. And and John had never seen him, so mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't know what John's going to think. And but. It, it, he was really good, and then he came back, and and we ended up casting him. Uh, but it was purely, you know, this is the person that mm-hmm. should play the role. Did you do chemistry tests when you were trying to narrow down and see which actors yeah, had chemistry? We definitely we did. Did you have them kiss and stuff? Um, we we didn't left tell it open them, to but them. it was open yeah. for whatever they wanted yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, there was some good footage. Uh, There's <laughs> some, that's good. Some, some really courageous choices. Yeah, there were some. I, yeah. That's what we're going to call this podcast. Some really courageous <laughs> choices. I love how you just so delicately and high-mindedly put that. You know? <laughs> well, some people really went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. really kind of shocked and surprised us. Yeah. 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 And it was like some of the people that we were not expecting. Right. That seemed most resistant to the gay topic who yeah. were all not went right went. for it. And so. some people went a little... Or yeah. you're kind of like, okay, you don't need to do that. But. Uh, what can you tell us about the plot? I've seen it, but how would you describe the plot to someone that hasn't seen it or the characters? or What's your sort of pitch for it? I would say... Uh, I, I, I always start just with it's about a character starting over. So yeah. It's, it's, we're it's, pr- primarily seeing it through the eyes of this one character. Yeah. It's his it's 40th birthday, but he's having a gathering. It's And nobody um, can say it's his birthday. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't want to talk about night. it. Just yeah, a game, game night. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I knew a person who was turning 40, and it was a whole drama for a year, six months before and after. Ah. Like, it was the worst <laughs> thing that had ever happened to anybody on Earth. Ah. And I was like... You didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you just didn't die. Like, calm down. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a thing. That, it's a thing. It's that mental yeah. thing. It's, of, a, it's oh all God, over. I'm 40. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I oh, thought I would be here. It. I thought I would do this. Yeah, I thought like, I would where am I? What am I doing in my yeah. life? And I can't believe now I'm 40. Yeah. And, of course, in yeah. L.A., time flies. Like, you yeah. know, you blink <laughs> and it's already a, another year has gone by. And I know. So, you know... That's one of the things that we talked about when we were writing the script is like, what, you know, what do we deal with? What are our friends are dealing with of, of being in the 40s and, you know, this concept of like, oh my gosh, like we thought everything was going to be just settled right. down and, and no, it's as, it's as chaosy as it was when we were in our It 30s. does not get easier. I thought it would get easier. It got yeah, harder. I think it would. I think we, it gets more I think maybe it used to get easier for humans or maybe we were just <laughs> deluded. I don't know. I think we were deluded. Yeah. I think technology was, changed a lot of yeah. things. Well, I think it is a lot of that a- a- attitude of being in a, going back to a job of like you get hired at a job, you work there for 30 years, yeah. you retire, you get your gold and, watch, whatever. And so, yeah, like once you have your settling points of marriage, children, you know, you you, your boxes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Then, then it, it did always seem that it was done, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, people have always had midlife crisis, so, right? Um, and they they just look a little different, maybe now. I know. Mm-hmm. And a dream board is a step in the right dream direction, board. but it is not. John has been to the dream board party that we used to have. Um, are you? You're a proponent. Yes, it helps. Oh, it's yeah. good. 
Yeah, good. It's, it's good to have a focus. Is there something that that you put on there that paid, that led to something? On my last one, uh huh. I, I put the new thirty on there, so that happened. And you made it happen. You made shot it. Happen. it. Yeah, that's we good. Shot that. yeah, we, See, um, I put a car on there. I got bought a car. Did you? That's year. good. So yeah. All I, right. I got a couple things out of it. It's working out. The cruise. The cruise with. Um, you guys um, went on a film cruise. Um, yeah, my last short uh, sex date got approved onto uh, Pride of the Ocean Film Festival, which so um, fun. Went to Alaska. So I, you did that in the I summer. I wasn't decided. Yeah, that was in August. So I had put that on my dream board that's in so January. Cool. In hopes of that it was going to get picked. So. And you just put that short on YouTube. I, I did. Yeah. So you can watch. How much of how many of your projects can people watch online right now? Two of mine. Two of my three. Sex date and Sex date and Boy Crazy. Boy Crazy are, are both YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. So look for Sex Date and Boy Crazy. Yep. And John Sobrat. Yeah. Just put in my name because if you just yeah. type in Boy Crazy, you find a lot of. And a if lot you of just type in Sex Date, you find a lot of. Oh, other I'm crazy sure. Shit, so. But both of them are great. Sex Date is a musicale. <laughs> Or uh, no, Boy Crazy, uh, Boy Crazy is. Yeah. A musical. You did a musical. Did a musical. It's cute. Now, what about and you? Do you have both, stuff Both online? of mine are on there. Um, the Hike is my most recent one. Um, it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Uh, uh, but uh, And then my other one, Harbinger, is on there, too. And, um, I think do you guys ever hear from people that watch your stuff on YouTube? Or do they write comments? Or do you... I Not with YouTube. Yeah. Um, when going through the festival circuit, I, there was mm-hmm. a guy in Seattle that... Like reached out, which that's was cool. cool. Like just kind of random. That's really nice. After I did the festival thing with the hike, and um, it was at San Francisco and stuff, and I, I did get some emails from people. You know, some really nice emails from people who really, you know, said some really nice things, and and, and that was really cool. So that's fun. But festival, that whole festival thing is are, fun. It's mm-hmm. a fun. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so to go back, like, what we were saying, just with the show, uh, like, how to describe it. So it's um, characters starting over, uh, invites friends over for the game night, and uh, his best friend's boyfriend is someone that he had a previous relationship with. Right. Um, so that, that kind of triggers us. So things happen. And past. the best friend <laughs> yeah. doesn't know about, didn't right. know about this, yeah. this previous relationship. And there's a game of celebrity mm-hmm. and a funny yes. joke about Lupita Nyong'o. And I really feel like it's the first time I've seen a good Lupita Nyong'o joke in pop culture. First of many, I hope. I mean, that, that well that was really his. deep. Yeah, that was, that was yours? That was <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was really... So you've written all of it, but you've only shot the first one. Is that right? Correct. We've written... It's a six-episode series. Okay. So we, we wrote... We've written them all. Um, we self-funded the pilot... Um, I directed that and shot that last July, and so I'm just finishing the post of that now. And um, uh, and then so, but the other five are written. So we're doing a Kickstarter. We'd launch March 5th. Um, the goal is to raise enough money to shoot the other five series, the uh, five episodes uh, this summer. I love it. So we'll make sure that this goes up when that Kickstarter is up and running, so people awesome. can can watch the the episode and then hopefully uh, help you guys out. Yeah. So what's the biggest fight you got in when you were making it? Did you ever disagree about anything? Um, for me, it was the, um, the joke. Um, <laughs> I, know, I forgot the joke. There's one line. Entirely I, impossible. Enti- oh, yeah. There's a, a throwaway line in there, but I had a certain vision and he had a certain vision that was of, the, of the response. And, and the, that was the only thing. Because it, it wasn't really a fight. It was just the only thing we kind of raised our voices about. On the set or <laughs> yeah. in writing? On, no, on, on the, the set, set while we were shooting. Because, I mean, I was directing and John was producing. And, and it was just one thing where John just, uh, you know, from the act, we shot it a couple times and I was fine. And John... 
one. I wanted some, my voice to be heard. Else, so I just because yeah. somebody him, like, wasn't saying the word, the line the way you thought they should. Yeah, yeah, just in a different interpretation. We just had yeah. different interpretations yeah. of, of how, I got you. how Alex should read. Who and, won? Um, did say, you do that I'd thing where you're like, let's do it both ways and figure it out in the end? Well, I told John, yeah, we did. I was like, go ahead, yeah. let's go ahead, let's you know tell the actor what you want, and, and we'll do it. And then uh, we even looped it as well, and it just it just it just never worked really. So we went back to the original. Yeah. But, um, but we, you know what, the the shoe went really smoothly. Yeah. Like, we worked really well together. I mean, we I felt like we had our ducks in a row. Like it was really well planned. We shot on a on a Saturday and Sunday. You shot and right here in this right, home. Right here. And um, we had a great, I mean, I have a lot of friends who work in the industry in various roles, and they all came and, you know, we paid everybody, but they all chipped in. That's um, so good. Uh, and it was, everybody just had a great time, and it was really relaxed, and we weren't, you know, rushing too badly. And uh, we just, it was really fun, and we were like, we really want to do this again. I think he should. I want to know what happens. When it ended, I was like, oh, you should. I was so, what is going to happen? Because a lot, you a lot happens. It's not very long. It's and ten, a lot happens. It's about ten and a half minutes. Yeah, and it was, so it, it's hard. It's like to I fit. want the next. Yeah. You have to introduce these characters right. and then get the storylines out there in ten minutes, and it's a tough thing to do. And you got to capture people's attention, and you got to make them want more. But you got to, you know, our goal was just to make it feel real. Like it's yeah. a, it's it, it should feel like a show, a, a really good production, you know, uh, show that you're watching and that you. You know, you, oh, you really want to see more, but it's ten minutes, so it doesn't take up too much of your time. It's great. Now you shot here in your house. What's yeah. something in your house that's never going to be the same now because you shot here? <laughs> Is there a handle that jiggles uh, a know, little the bit ba- different? The bathroom upstairs will never be. <laughs> will never same. be the same. I will always have memories. Oh, of what happened? Oh, in yeah, the because bathroom. something really spicy <laughs> happens in the good bathroom. Happens in the bathroom, and, yeah. and it happened a lot. So we, uh, you know. I'll always have you had to do that. Memories. You had to do that take we, over we, and over we again. Did, we, I just kept, I had to get a lot of coverage on that one. You had to. <laughs> I remember good. shooting the the makeout scenes in my short film and kind of being into it and like let's do that again. I like <laughs> it is not a chore. No, to direct well, that. I think it. Can be, Stuff. It can be, depending on the attitude. Depending on if the actors good, and yeah, yeah, the crew yeah. and what's going on. But um, we had such good actors, like you said. Like I mean, one of our actors, our lead actor, has been on Bosch, on Amazon. Um, another guy's on Jane the Virgin right now. Um, we have another person who's guest starring on Grace and Frankie next season. I mean, They're really we have strong. some really good actors. Mm-hmm. And, and the two guys that were involved in the scene that we're talking about, they just really were committed. And they went for it. And they took it seriously. And it wasn't a joke, and they had to establish this connection, and they did. You know? Now you start the sh- you start the series with something that happens later. Was that always in the script, or was that a choice that you made in editing? No, that was in the script. That was always yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, I wanted to. Well, I wanted yeah, it was, to start out spicy, and oh yeah, and then, and then yeah. how did we end yeah. up here? Yeah, right. it's really satisfying the way that works. Okay. Cool. The lead actor reminded me of I think a little of Tay Diggs. He had a little of the mm-hmm. Tay Diggs yeah. thing happening. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're all good, and they're all hot, and it's all <laughs> awesome. Now, um, Walt, you work in sound editing, right? I do, yes. Now, you probably watch a lot of footage and I've... see a lot of stuff. What have you learned from from that part of the creative process that you apply when you go to write or direct? Um, well, I'm a supervising sound editor, and right. I've worked on um, many shows like Veronica Mars, Private Practice, The Following with Kevin Bacon. Right now, I do iZombie on the CW, and 
this great show on MTV called Faking It, which is a really awesome show. Right, but, it's um, a very fun I show. I think not only from the sound perspective that I learned to, you got to get good sound when you're shooting. You know, right. You have to get a good sound production, sound mixer, and a and a boom person. Um, and especially with zombies, because they mumble yeah. like crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we made sure none of our They all think mumble. they're Brando. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> I think what I learned really is just. I mean, I have I've worked on so many different shows, and I've worked with picture editors. And, you know, and they really, you know, they're putting performances together and you see what works and what doesn't. And, um, you know, from a writing perspective, I've dealt with so many different shows that I see there's a formula, you know, obviously. And you learn beats and story beats and how scenes should be structured and you learn timing and pacing and, and what's important. And so I think all that experience of just, and I've read scripts from the episodes, you know, and, and you can't help but become a better writer, like, you know, learning all those things and seeing how, how that other works, people do it, who yeah. do really good, you know, there's some really good um, showrunners and, and writers that, that, you know, I've worked with and you can't help but just learn from them and they're so skilled and they're, they're you know, they, mm-hmm. they just know what they're doing and this is the first, like, TV thing I've done. I mean, I've mostly done films, so... Um, you know, I just really took what I had learned throughout the years because I've been doing it for a good while now. And I yeah. just tried to apply that to, I knew like we had to have certain beats, you know, and we've got 10 minutes to do it. And right. It felt, just, it felt, it when I went back go, and looked at it, yeah. I was surprised how short it was because I felt like it, it felt like a meal. Yeah. It felt like a full episode. That, that's the thing. And it's kind of, and we talked about like, how long should it be? You know, how, mm-hmm. and then when we were, we were in editing, we had a great uh, friend, Howard Letter, who, um, is it leader? Leader. Leader. Um, who was cutting on um, Newsroom and his, is a great editor and he, you know, he did us a, a really big solid and cut this thing and did a great job and we were talking about like how's the timing, is it a little long and we, we all agreed that, because originally we were going to make it a little shorter and we thought, you know what, it just plays really well and it doesn't feel long. And um, Sometimes, you know, I was just having this conversation with somebody that read a couple of my scripts and had some feedback. She goes, sometimes you have to let characters breathe a little bit for us to care about them or to be drawn in like mm-hmm. she her sort of thought about my scripts was like so much happens and it was so story and she's like you can do with less of that and let people sort of breathe and and so that the audience will kind of come to them a little bit i yeah. thought that was interesting and i guess that's the trick because people's i feel like people's nowadays their attention span so short you know when you're looking at something online you're like well how long is the video someone sends you something to watch and you're like okay well how long is it i know it's that you have that idea it better be shorter than three minutes that's right or is it it, it's got to be something i really would really want to watch if it's longer than three minutes and so you know we've we've talked about all that stuff and we just had to stay committed to what we thought worked and we like we think people will like it and we'll get invested and we think it's really good i mean one of my big goals was just to make it professional i just really when i looked online there was a lot of stuff i just felt like wow it's just the quality is not up to like kind of my standards of what i want to see and i thought we can do this we can make a really professional show right for you know not the amount of money that they spend because uh, we have people that will help us and you know i said i just want something to be really good and yeah and, you know feel like the writing is good and the acting's really good and and then you already have the other scripts written. So yeah, you already know what happens. happens to so everybody. we know what happens. What's the lead character's name? Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. Nice. So we're going to find out if Elliot gets his shit together. You're going to find out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you're going to find out. And, and the, the other and the other, you know, we when we have B and C stories going on with their other with their other friends and mm-hmm. you know, so um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different themes and stuff we play with throughout the series and you know and so it's not just centered on Elliot I mean he is kind of the center but 
we right. didn't focus on the other characters too, and on the straight couple as well. You know, we tried to really balance it. And you mentioned Grinder. Some people met on Grinder. <laughs> I think that's the way it is. Yeah, that's you a, know, that's it's a today. different that's world today. It's you know? crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's very um, crazy. It's, it's, it's what was the hardest part of the whole thing? Of shooting or just just the whole uh, thing? Um. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no. It's kind of a I mean, leap of faith. You're kind of like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do I, this. We we set out. We we when we were we used to meet at Kitchen Twenty Four in West Hollywood, and we would have writing meetings there. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, and we were still like, okay, well, can we get the money together, you know, between us, and can we we can can we do this, you know, when can we do it? And I think the toughest thing was really scheduling everything. Yeah, at a certain point you have to pull the trigger. You have to. We had to get all the crew people together yeah. at a certain time. We had to get all the actors. And again, it's a low budget. Thing and yeah. it's going to be on the web, so you're not you don't have all these people jumping right and left to do it. So you yeah. have to really convince people, and they have to believe in you. And so I think that was the toughest thing is just we made it happen. We shot it, we got it done, and yeah. I think that was the that was the best achievement. Is like we did it, yeah. and we were done. Like we were like, well, I can't believe we actually we said we were going to do it. You know, and it was. It's been like two, a two-year process, and we said we were going to write all the episodes before we shot, and we did. We completed all all the writing before we shot the pilot, so we knew everything that was going to happen. So you're good to go. Like we're, you we're do this Kickstarter, you totally can shoot ready to go. You're ready to go. Now yeah. we just need to raise the money, and yeah. and that's it. It's um you know, and hope none of your actress have gained four hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep my I kept kept my eye on you them. Keep them you know, you keep your eye on them. Yeah, and touch base. I'm like okay, exactly. In shape, you know. Yeah. Like, I bet there's. Know. I bet they post some cute selfies. These people. They're, you know, all the actors are, they're all super nice and they don't have egos and that's a really nice thing because I've, I've worked with a lot of actors, you know, and you never know what you're going to get. And, right. Um, but everybody was so committed to the project and they just believed in it and, um, and you know, they, they want to make it, they all want to make the series. Have they seen it yet, the actors? They have not seen it. We're, yeah. we're having a, a big uh, cast and crew live Kickstarter launch on the 5th. So we're going to, they're going to see it and then we're going to launch live. Right. Um, you know, at the party. What are so, your incentives? Cause it's all Kickstarter. It's all about like, what do you get? Uh, yeah. Well, we have, we've tried to do some, try to think of some creative rewards. So we right. have the normal kind of things where you can get PDFs of those other scripts. You will, you'll get the digital download of the whole series, you know, when we're done. Um, we have things like uh, our production designer, um, John Adams, um, who's also an artist. Like he's doing these uh, bracelets based on the characters. Oh, that's that fun! He's making that's cool. Um, so that's kind of a reward thing. We're doing T-shirts. Um, we're gonna have uh, my stepmother is actually an artist. Um, she makes this. Uh, she makes these paintings called encaustic paintings, and she's offering five paintings where you can personalize them where you can send in like your ticket stubs and scraps that are important to you from a trip or anything oh wow and she'll create this painting out of it i would do that yeah so um and we just really try to to find some yeah meaningful things that people go oh well i want to help these guys because i like the idea and look i can get this kind of cool thing you know um so and then we have other things you know um like you can be an associate producer you can be executive producer yeah um we'll have uh like you can come to a rehearsal uh you can come set visits um i'm gonna give um somebody like a tour of paramount pictures because i work on the lot that's cool so it'll be like a personal tour of paramount pictures with me and john if he's available and then one of the actors that, that they want you know if somebody they want an actor we'll try to get the actor in it's a shame so, lee's off the air because you could have ran yeah, over yeah, leah yeah. michelle in a golf car <laughs> that would, yeah, that would I, be a, an I incentive work, i work uh at technicolor which is right across from where they shot glee so i would see the, all those glee, you saw the glees glee, all i saw the, the glees constantly darren chris so 
does his I, smile twinkle like in a cartoon? He he's. I saw him at the uh, little uh, commissary. And, yeah, and he is definitely sparkly. He's sparkly. And I'm super sure. Super nice. He's. He seems like super down to earth. Nice. Who do you run into all the time on the lot? Um. Well, I ran into Brad Pitt once, which was what? very pleasurable. That's amazing. Um. A lot of the times, well, well, Halle Berry, when she was shooting Extant, Extant and so okay. she was always on lot, but now that's canceled, so right. she's not on there anymore. Um, but um, so, I mean, where, tell me more about Brad. Where were you, and did you? He was coming to do World War Z. Oh, right. Uh, he was doing ADR, and okay. um, I was just in the kind of the kitchen area, yes. and there was this guy just standing there, and. Um, I don't know if you know about uh, loop groups, which yeah, yeah, are yeah. a bunch of actors that come in and do kind of the background talking for scenes. Yeah, and piece of carrots, and, piece of carrots. Yeah, like if you're in a restaurant or a hospital, they do all right, the, yeah. the, the talking. And so, I, and there was a group there, and I I know a lot of group actors, but I I, I just kind of saw him out of the corner of my eye, and, and he's like three feet away from me, and I just thought, oh, it's another group or guy I don't know. Some loop group. And then I, I heard his voice, and I said, wait a minute, I know that voice, and I just turned to the side, and there was Brad, and... And it was just super nice. Like you said, hello. Super, yeah, and super down to earth. And um, and then I met Marlon Wayans uh, when he was working on a movie not too recently. But that's cool. Um, you know, it's a good place to be. The yes. Paramount Pictures lot. You know, it's fun. It's, the, the Paramount lot, I think, of all the lots, has the most majestic gate where you walk in and you're it, like, it's oh, that, this is old Hollywood. It's that old Hollywood. Norman Desmond. Yeah, yeah, totally. And beautiful. so many famous movies have been shot there. And. You know, um, but it's a great place to be, and it's and it's and you're around that energy. Yeah, you're around that creative energy. So I like I get to go there because it inspires me. And yeah, it kept me going. You know, and just yeah. kept me motivated to like keep pushing. You know, keep because John and I have been pushing on this a long time. Right, and that's um, good. It's a big endeavor. You know, it's a big thing to do, and we but we just, sometimes you don't know if it's really smart to keep dreaming and pushing, or if you're. If it's not the smart thing to do, the prudent thing to do, right. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, but it's when you see something go all the way and, and, and be realized, it's yeah, great. It's, it's a weird balance thing, like trying to find that, um, those moments of like gratification. Right. And I, I think we were talking about at breakfast, um, uh, just about like live theater, you get that instant gratification immediately. Right. And then, but with filmmaking, like you can be on something for two years before, like the actual thing mm-hmm. is done or, you know, that two plus years. And, uh, so just finding that gratification and, and things right. to like keep you fueled to keep to, you, keep to you keep, reminding you that you yeah. love it because we, you know, we shot it last July yeah. and now it's already February the next year and, and it's still, you know, I'm just, fin- we're just finishing the post on it and we've had to keep the momentum and you have to keep the cast motivated, right? you know, because they're onto other things and right. crew members are over on different things and people forget, you know, there's so many things going on in the city. So you, you know, you really, you just have to stay with it. And, you have to um, not give up. And yeah. You even the days when you're not up. feeling it. Yeah. And we both have other jobs. I mean, right. we both do other things. So we're battling our normal kind of work stuff that we have to do. And then we were like, Okay, and there's that time when you you just gotta say like oh, I'm totally exhausted and brain dead, but like if I don't do anything, nothing's gonna happen. Right. So you just have to keep believing in yourself and keep keep at it. Now, John, you have a day job insur- in insurance. I do. Yep. And how does your creative life balance with that? Does it give you like a different? Does it feed you in different ways, or you're able to like to to commit to the to the day job because you know you've got this other thing yeah. and like it's it's always been very separate, um, and I've it's kind of been a pattern of mine of having the day job and then just finding the creativity on, on weekends or in the evenings. Um, I, it's fueled me in ways, I guess, of 
imagining stories because I've I've a couple of them I've used the office space. As, right. Have you as, shot there um, in your own I've, office? Yeah, I've shot That's there. That's so good. Yeah, for yeah for two of my That's great. My films they let me use the space. So. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's a struggle for me. Like I I haven't for me the short films that I've made have been hobbies overall right. so i feel I, I feel sometimes like an imposter in a way of like well I'm, i've made this but i'm not in the business or you know and right and um but i, I tell john i was like you know you have made films like you've made something that's been on logo that got distributed i mean you've done festivals like you know because i worked on his film sex date you know right and i helped out as a pa and I did and all the, and, and I did all the sound and, right. and I'm like as long as you are actively doing something, it doesn't matter like how many. It's like it's hard to turn out something you know every month or every couple months. I mean, it's hard to do another film and then another film, another film when you've got other responsibilities. Yeah. And as long as you're you're still doing something, as long as you're still trying. And John, you know, he did Boy Crazy and then uh, he's did Sex Date and you know and now we're doing the new Thirty. So. As long, I think you just have to keep going, you know. And you, and you don't have that thing of like, you don't beat yourself up so much because you're not getting paid to do it, or because it's not your job, or. No, I I have those stories where I beat myself up, right? And like I should be. Why don't I have that job? That. Why am I not on that show? Why am I not famous? Why am I not da 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 da? Yeah, well, no, I don't. I don't go that far. Yeah. Of why am I not famous? Because I know I'm like, well, because I haven't jumped. You are. Yet. <laughs> like, they're not just going to come. Like, you should place. be famous. Hey, you. You need to be famous. You're famous now. Mm. Um, I was thinking about your wedding the other day. Yeah. Because I heard of a friend that was looking at a place in Marina Del Rey, and I was like, that's where John and Quincy got married. Yeah, Dennis officiated. I was the officiant. Yes. yes. I was so honored that you asked me. It was beautiful. And you guys did it before. You didn't do it in the... It was. We, we did it when it was illegal. You did it yeah. when it was illegal. Yeah. It was, very, it was like a speakeasy. We had to get out of there. <laughs> you know what's good about a wedding on a boat? Is you have a hard out. Mm-hmm. People, you're off that boat at, and there's no hanging around. Drunk. It was it was perfect, and it was nice too because people couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the boat, so you have to be at the wedding. You couldn't yeah. like go out and grab a smoke and miss something. So yeah, um, I mean, I guess you could. You could go up to the top. Um, uh, but we liked that too. It was all contained, so we had the ceremony. People moved down to the lower level, and we got the food, and then they transformed the space to tables. And um, yeah, all four hour period and. Yeah, it was like it was a beautiful. four-hour thing. It was really magical. Yeah, it was really it was good. Amazing. I was so honored that you asked me. I also remember when we met to talk about what you wanted and plan or whatever at Veggie Grill on mm-hmm. Sunset. Oh, and that, Do you remember the couple sitting next woman. to us? Because uh-huh. they overheard out. that we were planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were wondering who's getting married. And, and then they probably figured out it was gay people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said, Ew. "Do you remember what she her advice was?" I uh, I don't know if I'm going to say it correctly, but it, it was like re- just remember the moments of the day and take, take right the time uh, to pause. That's and, what I remember. It's her then, saying, "Take one moment to just pause and take it all in." Where it's just you two by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere, you know, and just like going, okay, and just like take a moment to be there. Yeah, did you do we, that? We did that. Awesome. Yeah. Honestly, and I, I, just to bring back the new thirty, I incorporated it in the 
In one an upcoming the, episode? Uh, yeah, one of the... Somebody getting married on a boat? Maybe. Um, maybe. 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 Wow. Who would it Not be? Not sure about that location. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. On John's private <laughs> yacht. Yeah. They're going to be married right here in this room. They're getting married right here on this couch. <laughs> yeah. Depending how good the Kickstarter goes. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, if you want a boat wedding, people, pony up. I also remember I got a suit... I was working on Fashion Police at the time, and I talked to George Kotsiopoulos, who was the, the guy on the show, and I said, I'm, I'm officiating a friend's wedding, and I need a new suit. What, you know, do you have any... And he goes, go to, he goes, go to Theory, and I'll call them, and you, and, give, and you can use my discount. So he was able to give wow. me a discount on a Theory suit, and I just wore it again when I hosted Desert Dancing with the, the Palm, in Palm Springs. Desert Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. So much fun. <laughs> and I lost the pants. What? I'm missing my pants. Mm. So one of the reasons I want to have a dream board party is so I can put <laughs> <laughs> new theory pants on oh. my dream board. And also fit in them. Where did they go? I have no idea. Is that just a night you don't remember at all? No, it wasn't even like that. I don't know what happened. I think I carried them loose mm. on oh, a they, hanger they, they into the car the and they thing. must have slipped off. I actually went back to that hotel a week later because I was in Palm Springs and I was like, they didn't turn up. They're gone. Mm. They're gone. I made peace with it. Yeah. So, they were just meant for true. somebody yeah. else. When you think of your beautiful ceremony, also think of those pants <laughs> yes. that are no longer with us. Bring home those pants. Bring home the pants. <laughs> so anyway, I'm starting a Kickstarter for my new <laughs> pair of theory pants. I think you should. All right. So you guys picked some questions from the observation deck. Okay. Is, this your, uh, is this your deck? Um, oh, yeah. I okay. Think, I think that was They both mine. picked some, so we're going to go back and forth. Okay, John, what was your worst audition? Did you ever audition um, for anything as a I did. I did. I, I went. Um, I haven't auditioned stuff really for film, but um, right. theater. I used to be. Oh, you um, love your musical theater. I, yeah, I went to school for theater. So, what I, what I was the best part of Into the Woods movie? The best part. Um, I have my oh, answer. I, I focused on the things that were missing. So that's, <laughs> that's so like you. <laughs> I know. Um, I, like, I thought Chris Pine singing "Agony" was mm. my favorite. I, I I did like Last Midnight. Okay. With Meryl Street. Yeah. Singing that. All right. What's your favorite Sondheim musical? Into the Woods, actually. Okay. There you go. Okay, so tell us about your worst audition. We got on a test. I, I would say it was in college. Uh, it was my very first audition in college, and I didn't have much theater experience, but I, I did just a Little Shop, a, a song from Little Shop of Horrors. Um, but it was just, I, um, I, I brought in the cassette instead of... Sheet music. music, so and then that didn't work, and then I ended up just singing. And it was at a weird point. It's, uh, it was a weird point in the song where it's like Seymour jumps into um, I don't even know if it's in the movie part, um, but he's like um, he's like exclaiming no no, um, and and that's where I ended the song. So it was just like a really weird. <laughs> so you, you made a lot of I, unconventional I, choices. Yeah, courageous choices. Yeah. I think so they were courageous. You're supposed to have 16 bars, and I, I, I literally counted out 16 bars, and yeah. I stuck to it, and it yeah. ended at a weird spot in the song, and then I was just so awkward. How did they and, react? And nervous, um, very silent. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up, it was for, I was auditioning for Gypsy, and I got the part of Mr. Goldstone, who has no lines or doesn't sing or anything. Oh. But there's a whole song about him. So, so that you had people singing to you. To me. And That's I, amazing. I was Mr. Goldstone. Good. Yeah. You should have been. I'm happy about that. Yeah. All right. Here's one for you. What's the most embarrassing CD you have in your collection, oh, Walt? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it's probably Michael Bolton. 
Oh shit! <laughs> yes. God, I'm so glad yeah. we got this far yes. before <laughs> that happened. I, I, I will Quick. admit, time, love, and tenderness. Uh, yeah. Yes, it is time, love, and tenderness. Wow. Yeah, I was in college. I did not get the Bolton. Yeah. I didn't get it. I know. I I got a lot of cheesy stuff from back then, but I, I didn't get uh, that. Yeah, I have to admit. All right. Yep, that's probably it. Okay. But uh, wow, talk about courageous choices. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit. I okay. Yeah, I think child. that's great. You know what? Little Michael Bolton every now and then. Exactly. So I understand. I understand exactly. the thing about him. All right. But. All right, John. What did you get picked on for when you were a kid? Um, fat. You were a fat kid. I was a fat kid. Not not terribly fat, but I got chubby. Um, I, I got, got chubby, chubby too. Like fifth grade. Me too. Yeah. Right around then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was it. Um, I mean, I think. With the little being a bit effeminate, but that wasn't a main focus thing. But right. I mean, I mean, I think every seventh grader called yeah. everyone fag. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and then um, I had I had um, dark glasses. I, I took these eye drops as a kid. My my vision was progressing really uh, badly, really quickly. Oh, wow, me too. And so they gave me these drops that would dilate my pupils all the time. So it was just always really bright. So like from fifth grade until my junior in high school, I had to wear uh, glasses oh, that turned dark. But the technology was not that great back then. So it was like I wore sunglasses all the time. And you got um, teased probably. Yeah. Cause... And people just would question, like, why are you wearing sunglasses? Yeah. Do you think you're too cool? Or <laughs> like Nicholson. Well, they didn't say that. You... No. <laughs> they didn't get it. All right. Well, your next question. What rookie mistakes did you make on your first jobs? Oh, gosh. Um, when, I, when I moved out here from North Carolina and I started out being a PA in commercials, right. my first, the first job I got was to pick up one of those big old trucks from the Galpin oh, uh, place on Ivar at like 5 in the morning. So it was like Sunday morning. I was supposed to be in Pasadena, and it was raining. It was an odd day when it was raining. And I got in the truck on the lot, and I backed it into a light, the light pole on, oh. on the lot. Day one. I didn't even get off the, the truck. Oh. And I had to call the producer. At like It was like 5.30 in the morning <sighs> on Sunday and tell her what happened. And, um, was she was, nice about it? Uh, she was pretty nice. She was just like, just get to the set. Just get to the set. Yeah. So um, that's, that's that sounds... I was just, I was horrified. Yeah. I, I, it was, I was so nervous. And I don't want to ever have to drive any kind of big truck ever. It was, it was really bad. All right. Did yeah. you bounce back? I bounced back. Look at you and, now. <laughs> and yes. All right. John Silbrack, who would you like to collaborate with professionally? Um, I think Alan Ball. Oh, interesting. Would be kind of cool. Yeah. And um, whoever, uh, Transparent. Oh, guys. Jill Soloway. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I watched the second season. I couldn't believe how good it was. It was even better than the first season. Yeah. It's so good. And the people that did Looking, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to and one of our actors is in the first season of Transparent. Oh, really? Which yeah, actor? Hank, Hank Chen. Oh, yeah. He plays the makeup guy. Yeah. Is in, he the, the, the young guy, the twink guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's in, okay, cool. That's yeah. good. When they, yeah, yeah. season one, they were walking through the mall and then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's doing the makeup. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm cool. Yeah. I like that show very much. Yeah. All right. Walt, what's the most trouble you ever got in in school? Oh, you picked all cards I, about times I, that you I fucked know. up. Oh, um, <laughs> what's going on with that? Um, because it's a long story. I'll try to make short. Uh, when I was in high school, um, 
I I took 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 some AP classes and stuff, and then and one day they announced that um, these certain students had to go to this one place, and and it was about like getting uh, scholarships to college, and we all and a bunch of like twenty of us, and we went, and it, I noticed it was all kind of AP people, and we went to this building, and it turned out it was a total joke, and there was no like it was a it was just a complete. Like no one knew what was going on, and so I made I got the, the I knew the president of the class, so I got I handed him I wrote this little um, announcement, and so the next morning I had him announce on the morning announcements that all the people that went yesterday got scholarships to different colleges, and um, and then uh, which what's was a, a total a, a total lie, and then so then I got but it became all the it, buzz of the school it right? became the oh yeah, and then parents started calling the school because their kids told them that night, and right. so the next day I got hauled into the principal's that's office a good one I, though that's really and good got suspended because I uh, because because no one could figure out why the first thing happened. In, you know, to begin with, and, right? And we thought, like, oh, it was this kid or this kid that did it, and everybody denied it, and I never found out. Like, so you took it. one so, fuck up prank so and ran with it. I ran with it. Good for then, you. Yeah, that was probably the, it's called the worst. Yes, and otherwise, I was I was pretty. I never really got in much trouble. So. You're a good kid. Yeah, that's a good. That's clever though. All right, John, you have what's the worst job you ever had? Um, worst job. <laughs> a blowjob on the way here. That's funny. Um. Worst job would be door to door. Oof. And um, just door to door. Door to door. Yeah. Yeah. In Iowa, um, is it Ankeny, Iowa? I, it was like a suburb. Canvassing of, for for of, Jeb Bush. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was for ethanol. I was canvassing for a uh, uh, ethanol lobby. Wow. Like corn. Um, You're pro ethanol. Yes. Trying to get people on board with oh, that. Oh, corn stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to use corn for right. fuel. So that's and you had to explain? To, I'm sure you had a I, long spiel. Oh, man. Um, I guess, yeah. yeah. I only did it for like three weeks. Okay. And, yeah. Were you living there? I was. I was a camp counselor in um, during my summers of college down in Mason City, Iowa. Okay. And then um, a fellow counselor lived in Des Moines, so I went and lived in Des Moines. Actually, I just lived there for like a month. And, All right. Um, but I needed some kind of work, so. So you're doing that ethanol. That. You're selling ethanol. Yeah. You should have musicaled it up. You should have yeah. started singing about it. <laughs> it wasn't, uh, yeah. it wasn't too huge in musicals quite yet. Not so. yet. It didn't overlap. Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> didn't click. All right. Well, what's your favorite bad movie? Oh, there's this awesome, awesome bad movie called Bear. B-A-R-E? It's not the bear. It's just Bear. B E A R B E A R. Okay. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you seek it out uh, and watch it. And it's it's just it's about this this bear that terrorizes these campers. Oh, that's and, a good and one. one. It's just kind of and it's just one of those movies that you can laugh at everything because it's like a good bad. Yeah. In one scene, like you can see the guide wires right. that they put up to guide the bear and then you can see the trainer in one shot and it's just it's just and then they use like the same footage of this guy running like over and over and over and it's just and you know god bless him for really trying and making an independent movie but it's just one of those movies that that you can just slap all the way i gotta in a good way i feel like i have some friends that would enjoy that it's very good bear all right which have you been more john the dumper or the dumpy uh you picked it I know. Um, the dumpy. You've been the dumpy more than yeah. the dumper? Yeah. 
That's it. That's all we got. Nice story. <laughs> no stories. I know. Thing. I got. Yeah. I got. Okay. Um, and Walt, what was your most glamorous night? You pick that one. Yeah. Um, this and is. Did I a... jump, John? <laughs> um, I said I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> no. God damn it. Um, this I did the uh, I did the sound on the Veronica Mars movie, uh, oh, which cool. was also Kickstartered. Yes, and um, with, uh, Kristen Bell, yeah, Kristen and Bell, and and a it's, bunch of great. Is it Joss people. Whedon? No, who's no, it was Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so we had a big premiere, and I flew out my mom um, from uh, Georgia, and she is a huge Veronica Mars fan, and. Um, and of course, always supported me, and she loved Kristen Bell. And so I flew my mom out here for the premiere, and my mom went and got this amazing dress. And we were at the um, the uh, theater um, on Hollywood, the the big one, the Chinese, yeah, the Chinese, and um, and just seeing my mom and experiencing that mm. with her Amazing. was, was just cool. magical. And she looked so great. I mean, and my mom's, you know in her 70s and she just looked amazing and everybody came up to her and told her how great she was you know looked and that she got to meet the cast and they were all so nice and just seeing her in that moment and you know getting to experience this this thing was meant a lot to me and um she was just really proud of me and it was just a great it was just one of those really perfect nights and um so i I'll always it. remember that. i want to see yeah. a picture of that oh, i have lots of great mm-hmm. all right maybe we'll post um, one that goes with this podcast yeah definitely if you want oh yeah oh, that's awesome yeah it was it was just something I'll, I'll never forget and it just my mom just afterwards she just said how told me how much it meant to her you know and um and so we got sweet. to spend it to you know that time together because i don't see her a lot yeah i'm over here and she's way back there so is that where you grew up i did it well i grew up in north carolina okay and then um i went to school at unc chapel hill Okay. And then moved out here in 96. And John, you grew up, up like, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, I went to college in Duluth, and then uh, lived in Minneapolis for 13 years before moving out here. Moved. So when anyone out here ever complains about how cold it is ever... Oh, <laughs> can't take it serious. Yeah, you yeah. just think they're... Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Tell Describe for me how cold it is. Like, it was so cold that you had to blank. It was so cold that your um, Sometimes... If you had moisture on your eyelashes, they could sometimes freeze. You could get little icicles uh, on your eyes. Icicle on your eyelashes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, John. Have you ever been starstruck? Um, yeah, I, I picked that. Um, I usually don't like if I see someone, but it, it reminded me. That question reminded me of um, I, one time I went to there was a, a, a one woman show of the actress who played Nellie on Little House on the Prairie. Um, Allison, uh, Allison Ingram. Yeah, and um, so like we saw that, and the show was great, and I wasn't really starstruck by her. But then um, um, the the woman that played the teacher on there, um, a Miss Beetle, I think was the character. I did not. I thought Little House was for nerds. Yeah, oh, I, I, I didn't have the Little House gene. Uh, I'm well, sorry, I'm I didn't totally, mean that. To I I'm a total Little House. I watched it. You did with okay. my sister. Yeah. We watched it. I thought that's constantly. what Square People did. So, that were uh, not very sophisticated. Uh, that was well, Minnesota too. So I, I had to watch it. It was required TV watching. I just love that in my trashy TV watching. That was the one show. <laughs> you didn't that find I was Michael like, Landon all dreamy. No, no I was wa- waiting for Gregory and... Harrison in the shower at the opening of Trapper uh, John. So you went the team. So we went there, and Mrs. Beetle was. Or Ms. Beetle was there, um, and for whatever reason, like, because growing up, like, she was the teacher, like, yeah. she was the perfect teacher in my brain, and, and so, you yeah, I was a little starstruck, yeah, Did you so say I got hello to, to her? Yeah, I hugged her, and, yeah. and, I, so I you felt like you didn't 
choke. You you were able to have. I a did good, not choke. That's good. It was a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's not. A no, that's a great story. You were starstruck, but you didn't. But you rose above it. I rose above it. I love yeah. it. All right. I was Mrs. hanging with the castle. Little house. <laughs> Ms. Little was there. <laughs> I love it. It, it was early on in, in my LA days, too. So that I was like, wow, oh is this going to happen every day? <laughs> Everywhere you go. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> but they did that little, little House on the Prairie show they tried to do, but one of, somebody from mm. Little House shut them down, and oh. they had to change the mm. title of it. And Anyway, it's a whole other... Mm. Uh, fringy theater uh, <laughs> saga. You picked a few more than Walt, so let's rattle through these. Oh, okay. If you could be the opposite sex for a day, what would you want to experience? Walt, you can chime in this, <laughs> on this as well. What's the, I'm sorry, what's if the If you question? could be a female, a woman for a day, what would you want to experience? I would, uh, I would want to dress up and walk. I would want to look really nice and walk through maybe like construction sites and different places like that and just get like heckled as much as possible and see what that's like yeah. I think that's a good thing yeah. see what it's like see what those things are there was this great movie what was it where um, oh it was Master of None have you watched that on uh, Netflix yeah I saw remember that, that scene where there were the, the girl was walking home at night and the guys were walking home at night and they would cut back and forth and the guys were happy-go-lucky chatting and the girl was always looking over her shoulder. But it's that same thing yeah. of like something that we don't think of as a thing is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I've cool. only seen a few of the episodes of that. I haven't watched the whole series. Yeah. Can it's I so answer, good. Can, yes, I don't you can know totally how to answer in. that question. Can I answer the Star Trek question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I worked for a small uh, sound company, and um, we were doing the Dorothy Dandridge story. Oh, yeah. On HBO um, with Halle Berry. Of course. And um, we were, they were mixing it, on, mixing all the sound on the soundstage, and Halle Berry came in on her own with a cake to give to the mixers. And I met her in the hall. I just ran into her in the hallway, and I was completely just mm. blown away. And she didn't have any makeup on or anything, and she was so amazingly gorgeous and kind. And I was just kind of Halle Berry with a fucking open cake. with a cake on her own. I would own, weep. I could on, weep. Like on her own to say thank you to everybody, you oh. know. And which um, and Shonda Rhimes actually wrote that. That's uh, awesome. Wrote that story uh, of the Dan- Dorothy Dandridge, but um, that was kind of my big moment and I knew I was like wow okay I'm definitely in LA when this happens I love that I interviewed Halle Berry for Movie Line for that movie because it was her first thing where people really started taking her seriously and I remember having a great interview with her and I also remember asking her was there anything about working on it any like sort of spooky little coincidence or something where she felt connected to Dorothy Dandridge or whatever and she said that there was one of the dresses that Dorothy wore that she got to wear for the thing and she tried it on and it fit perfectly. Mm. I always wow. remember that anecdote. She oh, told it really well, but it was like not no alterations needed and she mm. put it on and it was like boom. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She's mm. she's amazing. Yeah, and then she ate a bunch of cakes and they had to <laughs> <laughs> fix it. All right, here's a couple more. John, you picked wow. the most brazen questions. I was gonna narrow them down. I, I know. I, Do you want to go with this one? Oh. Um we could skip it. What no, about that one? Uh, okay. Uh you picked what job were you the most excited to learn that you got? Um, was uh, um, actually directing at a synagogue youth group was um, exciting to me. So. And you're not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I worked at a Jewish community center. Yeah. And I'm not Jewish. I would say Shalom, West Valley JCC. <laughs> um, so what were you? You were directing a was, show. Yeah. So the youth groups in, and I think all cities maybe do this, but. Or maybe it's just Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, 
the synagogue's youth groups would put on a musical each year, and they would get pretty competitive with each other. So, uh, but I worked for Bethel uh, Synagogue in St. Louis Park, and got um, yeah. So I directed musicals. So it would be uh, the first year was like forty five kids, and then our group kind of got popular. So like the the next year was like sixty some kids, and then ninety. How old are kids. age four to uh, one? Uh, seventh graders through twelfth graders. Wow. Yeah. So I can imagine. You put on extravaganzas? No. Like book musicals? Um, but yeah. Uh, so like the first year was uh, Lil Abner we did. And what was your did. triumph? What was the piece de resistance? Um, I would say... Well, the, the, the last one was Footloose. And I would say... Come on. Mm, Footloose. It's a classic. Yeah. But there's still room to freshen it up. It's perfect. <laughs> Do, what about the parents? Were they ever like, you know what, my Tina's mm-hmm. kind of in the back, and I think mm-hmm. she should be in the front. I had many of those conversations. I bet you handle them well. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's about making them shine. There can only be one Kevin Bacon. Yeah. No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, the, yeah, the hardest thing and to I'm, was... And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cast myself as Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you cast yourself as Kevin Bacon with a bunch of kids running around. Lori sorry, Singer. they just weren't good enough. <laughs> Lori Singer characters like a 13-year-old girl named... Uh, I don't know what her name is. But anyway. What was hard was sometimes you would have kids in the 10th grade that, that gave a better audition than the one in Some, 12th grade. Exactly. But it was expected... That the twelfth graders would get it, and I would not always. So that would. I bet it was fun though. I used to Mm -hmm. choreograph camp kids at a Mm -hmm. a music camp, and I loved that thing. I loved those kids. I loved that camp. I loved the whole vibe. So good. It's funny now, like looking back, because in my brain they're like kids all the time, and uh, and now I'm Facebook friends with some of them, and they're like in their thirties and stuff. So weird. Wait, what? I know. I, there's a couple of kids I need to look up and see if they're still around. They're doing some amazing things. So it's, it's really cool. But yeah. yeah, in my brain, I'm still like, oh, those but you kids. were so excited you got to the, first, yeah. the first time they called and said you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that, I, and that, that was kind of a game changer, I think, for me. Because I was doing community theater, theater acting-wise. Right. But I hadn't really done um, any directing. Um, some directing in college, but outside yeah. of college, that was the first. Um, so yeah, it was. There you go. Yeah. Now, if you guys, when you go to make the other episodes, are you going to direct them all, Walt, or are you guys going to mix it up, or how's how is it going to do the same thing that you've done on the on the pilot? I think we need to talk because I we talked about. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> no. Shut this down. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the original plan was like each. Uh, each would direct an episode kind of back and forth. Right. But doing it this way now with collectively, we're going to be shooting five episodes all at right. once. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to be best to do because I, I kind of want the smoothness of, right. of um, just being consistent and not yeah. being like, wait, who am I listening to today? Right. Um, that sort of thing. So I, I would be geared a little more towards Walt directing. Right. I think as, as we've worked through the, the doing the Kickstarter and doing right. the, finishing the pilot and stuff and where I think it's feeling more like, you know, like what worked on the pilot worked really well. Yeah. And because, I mean, even though I was directing, like, John's still there and he has input. I mean, he's giving input with every scene and we're talking about the scenes and we're talking about the actors and what's going on. So I feel like, you know, that worked really well. So I'm kind of in mm-hmm. agreement with that. I mean, I think, yeah, the original plan was probably would switch it off, but maybe it won't, maybe that's not the best plan. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably still talk about it. Um, right on. But, because it's a lot to do. You know, it's like making a movie. I mean... 
Judy oh, yeah. five episodes because they're going to be back to back to back to back. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna it's, you know we got one chance to get everybody together. Right, and um, it's going to be I mean because you know be like fifty sixty minutes. Yeah, so content. it's going to be yeah. like making a movie, and we're going to have to diff- have you know we can't just shoot here. We're going to have to have other locations. Right. So we're going to be traveling. So that's a lot. That's a lot to wrangle. Yeah. Um. So um. And you know we do want there to be kind of when you watch it, it needs to have kind of the similar voice that goes all the way through. Right. So, but um. I don't know. I think right now we're just concentrating on let's get this Kickstarter thing right. launched. Uh, let's you know, hopefully you know we'll we'll raise the money and then then we'll deal with all the other stuff. So you guys haven't put your Kickstarter thing up there yet. So when no, it, you do, I will make sure to put a link on the Dennis Anyone uh, awesome. Facebook page and also on the on under the podcast this particular podcast on DennisAnyone.net. Cool. But also, they people go the Kickstarter and. They can Fine. go. They just can go to Kickstarter. They the can. I don't know what the URL is going to be exactly, right. but it, they can just look up the New Thirty on yes. Kickstarter. They can go to our website, the New Thirty Series dot com. Yeah, um, we'll have. We'll definitely have a big gold Kickstarter button. There oh that yeah, that's the press. best thing. Then go to the New Thirty. Um, we we're the on it. We're on in, the New Thirty, the new 30 series, series dot com. We're on okay. Instagram under the nice. New Thirty Series. So you can go there and follow us, and we'll have the link there. We're on. We have a Facebook, Facebook page, yeah. the New Thirty, um, and then we're on Twitter as the New Thirty Series as well. So it'll all be. It'll all be on all those. So go watch the first episode. It's so good. You're definitely going to want more and support these guys in their endeavor. And um, we'll wrap it up with this. What do you love about telling stories on film? Or what do you love about this stuff? Why do you do it? Hmm. I love the collaboration. I love the playing with people, um, the shared experience of it. Um, I guess for me with my storytelling has been what I'm discovering is the is connection is my main theme mm-hmm. of every story that I've told. So, um, people connecting, um, people connecting and, and the things in, that get in the way sometimes. Yeah. And, and the connections in unexpected places, I guess that thrills me the most. So, um, well, it's really hard. I think for gay men, especially maybe just cause I am one, but it just, there's ways to connect. There's ways to hook up. There's this app and that, but it's, Genuinely connecting is very elusive. Yeah. And I think all the tools that we have don't always make it better. No. No. Sometimes or they make it add worse. confusion. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And so, or weird expectations. Or, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's my I answer. love it. What about for you all? Um, I think for me, just, I go back to why I approached John in the first place. Um, because... I just felt the the shows that I was watching and the stuff that was out there was I just didn't see stories that were being told that I could identify with and that right. I wanted to I wanted to have those emotional experiences you know I'm a I'm a little bit sappy when it comes to movies and things I love dramedy you know drama and comedy and everything but I I really like you know meaningful moments and 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 whether it's a film or or a TV show or whatever but I like to see characters struggle yeah. and overcome odds and find love and and you put the gay perspective on that like that's what I want to see and yeah. um, I want to see things that I know my friends are going through that you just those stories aren't being told yeah and um, and I feel like we can you know do that in a professional you know really good way and really and fun so, appealing and yeah package. and just just in something that you're like wow that was a really yeah. you know when you someone tells you about a show they're hey I got hooked on the show and it's right. really good like that's what I want people to say like hey these guys are doing this really cool you know really well done show yeah it's on the internet 
I have a friend named Michelle who sometimes listens to the podcast. Michelle, if you're listening. Hi, Michelle. Um, Hi, Michelle. <laughs> but she always has her crying show. Like, for a while, Parenthood was her crying show. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, oh, hey, it's my, I'm sorry, I have to watch my crying show. <laughs> like, I love the idea of having a crying show when you said sappy. Well, Do you I, have a crying I, show? I, well, I, you know, I, like, I, I kind of tell people when they say, what's the show like? And I give them, they give them the pitch, you know. Um, it's about a group of, of gay friends discovering life in their 40s isn't what they expected it to be. Like, yeah. And then I say, like, it's kind of like Sex in the City meets Looking, uh, meets Soul Food, which right. is this great show on Showtime, um, meets 30-something. Because right. I kind of grew up in watching 30-something. Yeah. 30-something and, and Once and Again was yeah, and, my favorite crying yeah, and, show. And I used to call it, oh, shit. Because <laughs> just so, something would happen, you'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, and like, I could really, you know, I just really got... yeah. And especially with thirty something, like I just, I just thought it was so well done. There was some comedy, there was drama, and you just learned about. And they had different characters, and they had some couples and some individuals. Yeah. And and so I just kind of those are the those are the things that I th- were th- was thinking in my head, you know, um, about like this is the kind of thing I want I want to do when I pitch it to John. And, I um, there are certain filmmakers like Cameron Crowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower that where mm-hmm. I yep. care instantly. And it's like, well, they must have shot this on the Empathy Cam 360. <laughs> and I was like, whenever I get the opportunity to direct or whatever, my first thing is, my meaning is we're shooting on the Empathy Cam 360, where you just care about people. I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's almost from the moment you see them sometimes. Yeah. And it's a tonal thing. It's, it's I guess, that speaks the, to the, the, the intention of the, the creators or what they're about or... The humanistic, and I think that was also like when we, when we were shooting, we, we when it was happening, we realized like, wow, we really kind of have something good here. We think, you know, and because all the actors were so committed to the parts, and um, you know, when you see it happening, you're like, wow, this is this is yeah. kind of what we thought when we were writing, like well, it's happening. I know what it's like to work on something for a long time, and some days you're like, this is horrible <laughs> or whatever. But I just want to say, having just watched the first episode and loved it. I need more. So okay. on those well, days when you you're like, you I don't Dennis. feel like doing it, just <laughs> say, you know what? Dennis, Dennis is clamoring Dennis for is it. Dennis I'm clamoring. Do it for him. You know, do some it, days. This is for Dennis. This is, this is do it for Dennis. <laughs> I'm going to send this email. <laughs> Whatever. All right. That's it. Thank you all so much. You guys go check out the new 30 series.com. You can find out about the web series there. You can watch the trailer. You can see how to help them out with Kickstarter and, uh, there's probably beautiful pictures of the cast. There might be some. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks for doing the podcast. This was Thank a lot you. of fun. Thank you. Yay! 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 All right. Awesome. Are you guys on Twitter or anything? You already mentioned Instagram. Yes, I'm on Twitter personally, and the New 30 Series is on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Uh, Mr. Burns 35. Okay. And you got to spell it out. M-I-S-T-E-R-B-U-R-N-S 35. Is that a Simpsons? 35. It is a Simpsons, because I always like Mr. Burns. All right. Yes. Uh, so shout had, out to I've Mr. Had Burns. Forever. yeah. Okay. All um, right. And then John's on Twitter. I think it's John Sobrack. It, it might be Jack Sobrack. <laughs> exactly. You're burning. You're burning up the Twitterverse. Whatever it is. All right. Uh, you'll never make it in this town with a with a social media attitude like that. All I right. got my 75 followers. Followers. I'm fine. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to John Sobrack and Walt Bost. If you want to check out what we've been talking about, the trailer for The New 30 is viewable on YouTube as well as their Kickstarter page. Uh, You can look up The New 30 on Kickstarter and also The New 30 web series trailer on YouTube. And uh, the goal is to uh, get their Kickstarter money and then everyone that donated will get to see the whole pilot And then uh, they'll make the rest of them. And uh, we'll all be the luckier for it because it's really great stuff. All right. 
that's it for this episode. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye! Bye.